This is the message from Connection Community Church for the Sunday, April 7th, 2013. I believe in God the Father Almighty. Good morning, Connection Church. You know, last week it was so awesome to worship at Reading Middle School, but I have to say it's great to be home. Thank you so much for coming today. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, thank you so much for this day, a day that you've made. What a beautiful day. God, I would ask that you would draw each one of us closer to you. And... Um, Thank you for your love that knows no bounds, your love that's uncontainable. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so today we begin a four-part series based on the Apostles' Creed. Now, a creed is a statement of belief. Creed means believe. We all have creeds, what we individually believe, whether we have formally written or verbalized them or not, we have a creed. This creed, the Apostles' Creed, is a little different. It's not so much an individual statement of belief, but a statement of belief that we share with the faith community that we are a part of, in this case, Connection Community Church. It's a public confession that boils down to the basics of what it means to be a Christ follower. While brief, it's also deep and rich in what it proclaims. Uh, it is a statement of belief that has passed the test of time, as, uh, as Christ followers have been sharing this creed, the Apostles' Creed, for centuries. Well, for those of you who have a church background, this might be something that you're quite familiar with, something that you've said lots of times, maybe every week in worship, if you were worshiping in another place. Uh, if church is new to you, this might be something that you're not sure about, that you haven't really known about, and for others, this creed might be an idea where you know a little bit, you've said it a few times, but you aren't really familiar with what it's all about and what it means when, when you say it. So wherever you are on that continuum, we think that there is a lot of value in exploring this creed, what it says, and what we are saying when we share it together. Now, historic evidence indicates that the earliest version of this creed it was written around 215 AD, 215 uh, years after Jesus Christ. The current form of the creed is found in writings that date from the fifth century AD. Apparently, it was used to briefly summarize the beliefs of the faith for baptismal candidates in the churches of Rome. Uh, early on, it was the form, in the form of questions that they would ask the uh, baptismal candidates, and those candidates would answer, affirming their belief in each statement. And that's similar to how we use it here at Connection, uh, as we ask questions for baptismal candidates and uh, for those who are, are joining the church, and uh, break it down into three parts based on three questions like this. We would say, do you believe in God? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under, suffered under 
Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, and he descended to the dead. On the third day, yes, some of you are saying it with me, on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of the communion of saints, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. There's not forgiveness of sins. Did I skip that? Oh, no. We need to check that out, okay? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints. Yeah. Hey, can you add that to that slide? Yeah. That was like a really biggie, forgiveness. I said that last, uh, there, yeah, okay. So, here we are. Everybody ready to get started? Today we're going to look at that first line, I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in God. I believe. That's what the creed says. I believe. Not in some gods, as if God is one God among many gods. Not in a God, as if God is some vague unrelational higher power, I believe. As a community of faith, we say that I believe in God. Our God is the only God. Our God is the only God. Our God is the one true God. This God is the God. God the Father, we say. At the time, this was as this was written, this might not have been much of a challenge, but for some in our society, some in our day and time, this could be a challenge as their idea of what a father is might be a little less than honorable. Perhaps a father in their life fell short. Perhaps a father was abusive in one way or another. Perhaps a father was uh, less than one would hope for. And as a result, for some people, this idea of God the Father is not a positive image, to say the least. Our joy here is to realize that this concept, God the Father, is not meant to be a reflection of those earthly fathers who fall short, but instead is the ideal Father, God the Father, the ideal toward which we would strive. And so it is God the Father, ideally, who gives unfailingly, God the Father who protects unflinchingly, God the Father who provides unselfishly, God the Father who loves unconditionally. <clears throat> that is the model of a father that men hopefully would strive for, that women would look for, and that children would hope for. God the Father. God the Father. We believe that God is the Father of us all. We also believe, more importantly, that God was the Father of Jesus Christ. We often refer to Joseph, you know, there's Mary and Joseph, that Joseph was Jesus' father, but actually Joseph was his stepfather. We will talk more about that next week when we focus on we believe in Jesus. Speaking of Jesus, though, when he was hanging on the cross, 
he called out to God the Father at a very challenging time. Uh, 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 if, if possible, take this cup from me, yet what you will, what I will, do what you will, <laughs> basically. Anyway, that version's kind of strange. In other words, Father, he used the term Abba. Abba is a word uh, that means more similar to our word daddy or papa while retain, retaining the, um, the uh, uh, respect of our word father. Jesus shows us what the one true God is like here, and the Apostle Creed reflects the special relationship that God has with his worshipers, a loving father to dependent children. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Almighty, having absolute power over all. Nothing, nothing is more powerful. No one is more powerful than God the Father. Absolutely nothing. Mighty, all-powerful, not just powerful, but all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present, always there. Now that's really hard for us to comprehend because as we talked about last week, we like to put limits on things. We, we tend to put things in a box because we can't fathom a limitless and uncontainable, uh, we can't fathom this God that is so big. You know, um, in our world, no matter how powerful you are, there's always someone who can be more powerful. In our world, no matter how much you know, there's always someone who knows more. In our world, no matter how present we are, there's always someone who can be there more. We're used to these concepts, you know, the finiteness of this world, and that is not so with God absolutely more powerful than anything or anyone else. This is not a temporary situation. God always has been, always will be. God is forever and always. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Those last five words are creator of heaven and earth. Before that, nothing. And then God brought it all into being. Five words remind us of what we read in the beginning of the book of Genesis. We love the way Eugene Peterson shares this in his scripture version called The Message. First this, God created the heavens and earth. All you see, all you don't see. Earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. God's spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. All you see, all you don't see. There is probably a lot more that we don't see than we see. And God created it all. We just sang about God, you know, created me. God created it all. And here's the thing. God created it all, and he created it all from nothing. From nothing. With a word or two, God places everything into being, starting with the heavens and the earth, and then on to everything else. 
and the challenge for those who don't believe in God. That's the challenge. If you know, some rely on the Big Bang Theory, they rely on evolutionary theory, whatever theory. I was watching a show, a, a, a film called Expelled, um, and it, it talked about all these theories of how things came into being. But these guys don't want to admit that something had to be there to start. But here's the bottom line. God is capable of big bangs. God's quite capable of evolving something into something else. God's quite capable of that. So even with those theories, though, we haven't escaped God because with all those theories, we still got to start with something. None of those theories, excuse me, I'm dry, uh, explain how whatever it was that banged or evolved got there, do they? Because they can't. Because something has to be there to be something else unless you believe in a God who creates something from nothing. All things from nothing. Put it there, God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Now we're told in Genesis, the first book of the Bible, that God created everything in six days and rested on the seventh. Now, we're not sure if those days were 24-hour days because in God's time, you know, God's time is so different than, you know, what we have here. Um, But it's not the time frame that's crucial. What's crucial, what's important is the fact that God... God the Father Almighty created it all. Created it all. It was ordered. It was intentional. It wasn't some big accident. You know, in a word or two, God put the stars in the sky, the waters, the, you know, God made something. God took one, didn't take like one thing and make it out of something else. God took nothing. Say that word, nothing. Nothing, okay. God took nothing and in a word created something. Say something. Okay, we got that complete there. That's good. And you know, I don't know about you, when I start thinking about this, if I spend too much time, my brain's going to literally explode. When I think about something from nothing and just try to figure how that works, in my brain it doesn't work. Can I get an amen? Okay, because when we make something, we always have to start with something else, right? We say we create, but we're, we're not really creating. We, we transform something into, example, you take eggs and flour and water and oil and whatever else, you mix it all and you pour it onto a griddle and then you flip it and you have... Now, right. I thought you were going to talk about tomatoes and oregano and I would want to eat lunch if I did that yeah (laughs) okay so I mean pancakes weren't there but we started with those ingredients right right or let's say you go out you saw down the tree you you slice the tree down you get some nails and of course you had to make those from something take your hand all these things are already somehow existing and you put it together and you build a building right but you had to start with Something. You, you, you pick some cotton <laughs> and you weave and you whatever, whatever you do to put it into thread. <laughs> and you put it on your loom and you weave it and you cut it and you do all those things and you end up with 
a piece of clothes, right? But you had to start with something. You had to start with something. It goes on and on because that's the case when we create, isn't it? We say we create, but we're really taking something that's already creating and putting it together and changing its form or whatever. God Almighty starts with nothing and nothing. then makes something. something. He started with nothing and brought everything into being. God truly created the heavens and the earth. That's really big. All things seen, all things unseen. And as Alan has already said, it is very hard for us to grasp, you know, making something out of nothing. And so that's why God is God and we are not. A few years ago, I read a book. It was called, it's called uh, Your God is Too Small by a guy named J.B. Phillips. So, it's a really good book. It talked about different images of God that we have and, and how they all fall short of fully grasping how awesome, how just incredible God is, how beyond our imagination God is. See, we always, we usually use like personification. We give God human qualities when we try to kind of box him in as we shared on Easter. God, Jesus is uncontainable, but we we still try because we really, I don't think, can totally fathom God in God's totality. So, so this book, uh, Phillips in this book, talked about God, the resident policeman. You know the resident policeman, God, who's always, always on the lookout for when you have broken the law, ready to write your ticket up and s- slap it on you, right? You know, some of us have that image of of God. Then kind of the flip side of that is the, um, the grand old man God. This is almost like a Santa Claus figure. The white hair, the gray beard, <laughs> always jolly, you know, kind of like a grandfather figure, you know, just giving us whatever we want. Whatever, just ask you what your wish list is and let me see if I can take care of it for you, right? And then there's the, um, the meek and mild God. We like that one, don't we? The one that's not going to be too harsh with us. The one that's going to just let us have our way. And then there's the managing director God. You know, it's, it's like a big... And, this, and the thing is, all of these images of God have some reality to them. Because uh, uh, God does hold us to accountability. And, and yet, God does want to hear what we wish for. And, and God we saw in Christ is sometimes fairly meek, and yet is also can be, and all those, but they don't really add up to the total. uh, Whatever we come up with as an image of God always will fall short of this God who is beyond our imagination. God the Father is beyond our total comprehension. None and no image that we create in our brains can fully capture a God who can create something out of nothing. Wow. If we believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and that's what we're saying every time we share this creed at a baptism or a disciple member Sunday here at Connection, if we truly believe what we're saying, 
then we believe in a God with whom all things are possible. We believe in a God with whom all things are possible. That is a key scripture here in the life of Connection Church. That's a scripture that we like drew a line in the sand when this whole church was in God's mind in the concept and, and as we began to grow together as a community of faith. With God, all things are possible. If we truly believe that God the Father Almighty, creator of the earth, heavens and earth, did do everything like that, all things seen, all things unseen, then we've got to make that next stretch to say that yes, with God, all things are possible. So say, with God, all things are possible. Say to the person next to you, with God. <laughs> okay, we're good. <laughs> See, here's the thing, though. Some things are easier to say than to truly believe. We say God all things, but we sing it. We, you know, we, that's one of our core values. Do we really believe it? When we've messed up so bad that we can't imagine anybody, and especially the God Almighty of creation, we can't imagine that he could possibly forgive the mess up that we had. It's hard to believe that with God all things are possible, but the thing is, if we truly believe that God is almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing, if we truly believe that this God created everything in heaven and earth, then it's very possible to know that this God can forgive us whatever we've done. Right? Amen. If, if, um, Let's say we have a relationship that's just, I mean, it's beyond repair. It, it's impossible to think that there could be any kind of reconciliation in this relationship. Husband, wife, wife, husband, parent, child, brother, sister, you know, uh, grandparent, friend, neighbor, co-worker. You name the relationship, and we've all had them where there's brokenness, there's separation, there's, it seems impossible for us to possibly get back together, yet... If this God is truly almighty, and we believe that this God created the heaven and earth out of nothing, then couldn't this God help us somehow to make that impossible relationship once again possible? Or maybe, maybe we're sick. Beyond what we think is, we just can't see it happening. Well, if God can create the heavens and the earth, can't God somehow bring healing? Our challenge is the healing might not look like what we wanted. Remember that meek and mild God that we like to control? <laughs> we were at a couple funerals yesterday, and I know those persons, they were God-fearing, God-loving, Christ-centered people, and I know healing was sought. Actually, they got ultimate healing. <laughs> They've got some outrageous healing right now. They're, they're with God. But the thing is, 
in our brokenness from God, sometimes it's physical, sometimes it's emotional, sometimes it's whatever. If God can create the heavens and the earth, can't God heal our, in whatever way we are sick? He can make that impossible become possible, can't he? Sometimes, um, sometimes uh, we have um, uh, challenges where something's got a hold on us. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's, uh, we say, hurts, hang-ups, and habits. That we have trouble uh, pushing away from ourselves or separating from. If God can create the heavens and the earth, and God can create you out of the dust of the ground. Can't God somehow help us to break free of chains that have us imprisoned? Make what seems impossible possible. Maybe uh, well, sometimes we think that I can't go on. I, I, I don't want to face another day. I don't want to face another minute. I don't want to face another second. I need to bring this to a close. Sometimes we get to that point where we just can't see beyond the next second. This God that we say we believe in, if this God truly can create the heavens and the earth, can't this God somehow help us get to the next minute, the next minute, and the next minute, somehow? And even though we can't see it, God can. Because God's so much more capable of seeing things than we are. That's why it's hard for us to understand and imagine this God, because God can see so much greater than we can. And so our challenge then is when we say, I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, do we really believe what we say? Because if we do, this God is capable of anything, of everything, of taking what seems to be impossible and making it possible. We don't say this creed here much, like when we say when we do baptisms and disciple men, but we say it, it's on the, and when most of us share in it, it's important that uh, we, we mean it when we say, we grew up in church where we said this like every week. Maybe some of you did. And if you're not careful, you say it every week, you start to just kind of go through the motions. We don't want motions. When we say it, it's important to really know what we're saying. That's why we're taking these four weeks. But more importantly, to believe what we're saying. Because if we can believe this, we can believe God is capable of anything. So why don't we... If you, if you can, if you do believe it, let's, let's share that now. I, I believe, believe in God, God the, the Father, Father Almighty, Creator of, of heaven and, and earth. earth. Let's say it one more time. I, I believe in God, God the Father, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. You know, isn't it awesome if, if we can truly mean those words when we say them, then we truly can believe that with God, all things are possible. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Holy God.
Now, it's hard for us even to fathom you at times. Uh, you're so beyond our brains, so beyond uh, what we can imagine, so much beyond what we can uh, fathom, and yet, and yet you're there and you are in relation, you want relationship with us, and that's mind-boggling right there. And uh, please help us when we share these words to somehow truly believe that you as creator of heaven and earth, that you truly created us and created us to be in relationship with you and want good things for us. And with you, all things truly are possible. That with you, nothing is beyond your power, beyond what you can see and beyond what you can do. We say these things in the name of Jesus the Christ and in the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. And those who agreed with that here at Connection this morning said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church. Connecting people to Jesus and the life that he offers. Thank you.